Let's jump on the hotline this morning, the Truett Insurance and Bonding Hotline. Hey, I know this person. Is this Lisa Bright? Yes, it is. Is this Brock Murphy? Yeah. Good morning. Good morning Hello, to you Lisa. and Bill and the whole gang. Yeah. Hey, Tony. Yeah. Good morning to y'all. Thank you for having me on. Well, we appreciate sure. you getting up early and uh, yeah. j- joining in with us. Yeah, we we always hey, think it's yeah. a, we think we always think it's a nice thing to invite people on, and then we realize what hour it is on a Saturday morning. <laughs> it's more of a punishment. Hey, well, the good thing is we're actually up in Washington D.C., so it's only eight twenty here. Oh. so it's a little bit more manageable time. Oh, so interesting. Happy I, I, to be on. I, I knew you were there, and that's that's it. We needed to to, to, uh, to explain why you're there because it's quite an honor. But I, I I didn't think I didn't realize you were still there. So yeah, t- tell the folks why you're there. It's a, it's it's really a fantastic reason. Well, thank you. So the reason why I came is back in 2019 and 2020, I was part of um, Appalachian Regional Commission's Leadership Institute, which is a nine-month program that teaches leadership skills and to bring them back to your community, which I was representing the community of Fayette, um, Alabama, for that. So we got delayed with COVID, like everyone else, so they delayed our graduation until this July. So we had that. And then doing a little advocacy work for um, City of Trustful while I'm on the Hill, and then vacation with family. Nice, so nice. kind of combined a lot of things into a week. Right. Well, now, Lisa is the executive director of the Will Bright Foundation, and as she's just mentioned, part of what I guess the acronym is ARC, uh, and, and she mentioned that she's representing Fayette. Uh, I, I am blessed to be on the board of directors with the Will Bright Foundation, but Lisa, explain to folks what that is. Well, the Wilbright Foundation was started after we lost our son, Will, to a heroin overdose in 2012, and we knew we were going to do something to try to take our pain and and turn it into a purpose and keep other people from having to walk down the road that we have walked down. So we started the foundation, which primarily focuses on men coming out of recovery and needing that help taking that next step in life. So you you graduated a recovery program, and now what do you do? So that's where Restoration Springs and Fayette steps in, where we provide housing, transportation, um, peer support specialist, uh, community, all the things that you probably missed out on during your time in addiction. Right. We also provide scholarships for men and women coming, um, needing help getting into recovery. And then we advocate in Washington for um, the No Pain Act, which is um, helping people being able to manage their pain by choosing non-opioids as their route of pain and having insurance pay for that. Right, right. Well, it's- you know, the whole the whole heroin thing, uh, we've talked about this in the past. And, you know, when, when I'm 50, I'm in my 50s now, so uh, when we were coming up, uh, in particular, heroin wasn't a big that nobody did you ever hear about using heroin but then there was this uh time period where it was all over the place and i'm assuming still is and i remember thinking i'm so naive um you know if somebody put a gun to my head now and told me to go find heroin i don't know where to go but uh, apparently you go to the high schools and everything else because everybody now knows you know where it is and uh, and how to get it and it's i mean it is a massive problem when you talk to police officers when you talk to different people and they tell you uh and this has been a few years ago so now fentanyl maybe i don't know if that's a bigger problem oh, it's, they say it's it's uh, there's waves of it coming across that border i remember talking to some police officers before and they were talking uh that um you know, other drugs, marijuana in particular, used to be, you know, a lot more prevalent with when you ran into people. But 
the cartels, uh, you know, realized um, with with marijuana being legalized in the states, they would plow under the fields, plant poppies because heroin used to cost more because you had to, you know, get it from Afghanistan and that part of the world. Uh, import cost, all that, but now the cartels have it right on your doorstep. They're flooding the market sure. with it, and it's cheap, and that's uh, right. And it's so so dangerous, right? Because they're also lacing it with the fentanyl. So you've got to, you know, they're not chemists. <laughs> so you're, it, it is. It's pouring in through the border, and it's becoming where you can get it. You can get it anywhere. So uh, that they put out the. Uh, rates of death. So in 2021, 107,000 people died from drug overdoses. Wow. 80% of those were opioid related, which heroin follows under sure. opioids. So it, it is a, it's a it's a pandemic within a pandemic. Those numbers really rose during uh, 20, 2020 and 2021 sure. and are expected to probably rise again. So we do have a big problem on our hand and our, as for our children's sake, we need to we need to be doing more on the preventative side. We we do a good bit as much as we can on the other side, and we hope one day we're not needed. But for now, we are, and we've got to start focusing on that preventative side. Yeah, yeah there's no there's no question about that. Lisa, you had referenced that uh, you were the the ARC representative for Fayette, Alabama, and of course you live in Trustville. There's a reason you were the representative for Fayette, Alabama, and again, I'm on the board. And it's it was a uh, a really uh, provident, God led journey that took us to Fayette. But again, explain that for the folks who are listening. Sure. Well, yes, as you know, Brock, Brock's been with us since we started all this, and he knew Will. was in a Bible study with Will and my husband, Bill, yes. um, so that makes it even more special. But we did, once we started the foundation, we thought, well, we'll just you know do something maybe local in the urban part of Birmingham, uh, out in Odenville, looked several places. Um, everybody loved what we were doing, but not in my backyard. Right. So we struggled with that. We got to a point where we thought, well, we've raised some money, and maybe we'll just donate it to a, a local ministry here and have a building named after Will. Um, shortly after that conversation, this woman from one of our other board members, her a connection connected us with Miss Kirkley in Fayette, Alabama. Yeah. And she had this piece of property that she wanted to develop for ministers to be able to have a place to have a retreat. So she has 127 acres that she put all the infrastructure in and built three gorgeous cabins and a pavilion, and it never launched. Right. So in 2017, she donated that piece of property in Fayette to the Wilbright Foundation, and Restoration Springs was born then. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a it's a fantastic resource where folks can, uh, you know, can go out. In fact, you know, I remember the first time that I saw it, you kind of go up this hill and, you know, there's this beautiful lake and these, as you said, beautiful cabins that, you know, were, were 90% done, 80% done in one case. Basically, we went in and, you know, just almost dusted dusted them off to get them ready, but they were able to house folks who were, in, you know, coming out of rehab and, and uh, needed a place to uh, to kind of restart. And, you know, what's been neat for, for me to see, and, and, and obviously for you to experience as well, has been the, the community of Fayette reaching out to the folks in that Restoration Springs program, both Absolutely. with respect to, you know, just, just, just receiving them and loving on them, but also providing job opportunities for them. Absolutely. So, like I said earlier, we had trouble locating a place because the community didn't want us. But in Fayette, we've had nothing but just welcome, welcome arms, and they're a fabulous group. We started a Friday night 
recovery group called Red Letters Black Coffee, where we average 25 to 35 people every Friday night. A great resource for people not only in recovery, but struggling with grief. Um, those things go hand in hand. But the, the job opportunities in the area are wonderful. They're good manufacturing jobs where our guys can get health insurance and um, other benefits that they probably wouldn't get if they were working in other type jobs. So it's been a, it's been a huge blessing to be there and you kind of understand God's plan once you, once you span it back out and, and look at the whole picture, we're, we're right where we're supposed to be. Lisa, the, uh, the, the, and again, congratulations on the graduation from the, uh, the, the ARC program. Uh, have they given you any insight as to, uh, you know, new dynamics that are going on right now? Again, you know, one of the things that I hear is, um, you know, with this open borders, never mind all the political nature of all that, that, that really I'm understanding that a great deal of fentanyl is coming in. And for po- folks who are listening, that the problem with, with fentanyl is uh, it, it, it isn't intended for, for human consumption. It's a very, very powerful additive that, that often leads to death. And as you were saying, the people who are putting this together, they're not chemists. And what's really, uh, f- I guess I would say fascinating, but also unfortunately fascinating is that the people who might end up taking heroin are not only not um, uh, recoiled away from the concept that, hey, this heroin might have fentanyl in it, but they're actually attracted to it because there's a thought of, man, that's going to be a really, really good hit. Or, so so folks are drawn to it, but because uh, it's not titrated and it's not consistent, uh, they don't know how to dose it. And so it's so often overdosed because it's such a powerful additive. Uh, additive. And again, unfortunately, people just aren't scared away by it. They're well, actually drawn to I mean, it. Heroin isn't like great by itself, right. but much less with the, the threat of that, oh. uh, that addition. Yeah. Right. So that's one of the um, five uh, Appalachian Regional Commission has their what they call their ecosystem. And one of those five things is uh, the addiction issues that are in the region. So the region stretches from Mississippi all the way up to New York with uh, about 20 counties in Alabama being in that region. And as we have it bad here, it's really it's really a struggle in the coal mining sure. um, states like Kentucky, West Virginia. There's just right. so much of it there that it's it's just debilitating. And so, yeah, it is it is amazing the things that um, people will. It's that addiction gene, the, the addiction process, whatever. Sure. You just want to try to find that new high, like you got the very first time you ever tried anything, right. and it's not duplicated. And I think that's part of the the addiction cycle that you get stuck in and with the um, the fentanyl coming in and there's cart fentanyl, which is right behind it. It's even stronger. Um, so the numbers that I quoted earlier are unfortunately getting higher until we can, we can get some of this past legislation passed where they will do more preventative, where there's more thought process in you can get an opioid cover with insurance because it costs pennies, but if you try to do some sort of local um, anesthesia um, deadening shot, it won't cover that, and it's a hundred dollars. So you've just got to get that mindset straightened out a little bit, and um, it's been a process. No, <laughs> but we have over a hundred um, over a hundred congressmen and senators signed on to our bill, and we hope that it will get passed by the end of the year. Well, we've got a uh, a fundraiser coming up in your town yeah, of Trustville. That. Yeah, uh, now, you're you're on the city council too, correct? Yes. Yes, yes. I am. And uh, so. 
Trustful has tons of stuff going on in this new uh, kind of entertainment district and all. And isn't that where the fundraiser is? Yes, it's in the, the newly formed Trustful Entertainment District. So we have this beautiful amphitheater-style um, setting where there are restaurants around it, all different types. You come, you can get your food, come sit under the pavilion, and just listen to great entertainment. So we have the band Telluride and Space of a Day coming on August 5th, starting at 6 p.m., where we uh, Paul Davis Restoration is our host, along with Brown Automotive. So they came to us and asked if uh, we'd be interested in being the beneficiary of this concert. So we're we're really looking forward to it. I think it's gonna it's gonna be a night you can bring the kids out and just you know enjoy some good music and um, appreciate and just enjoy our new area. That's absolutely been a, a great blessing for the city of Trustful. We have new restaurants opening. Well, I think we have one opening next week. Rodney Scott's Barbecue, Trustful Social, just. Mr. West is going to be opening soon. So just all types of restaurants right within walking distance. So come get some dinner and come listen to some great music that will benefit the Wilbright Foundation. And August 5th, that's a Friday, correct? Yes, yeah. Friday night. Well, we planned it so it's right before school starts the next week. There you go. Yeah, so Friday, yeah. August 5th, 6 p.m., the new entertainment district in Trustville, rocking for restoration. Yeah. Hey, uh, Lisa, we got to wrap up, but uh, anything you want to say kind of in closing? Well, I just appreciate y'all letting us be on, and um, always great to talk about our passion and what we're doing, um, trying to affect a lot of people, and doing doing pretty good work, and we're just blessed to um, be in an area that'll help support us, so thank you so much. Well, keep up the great work, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Lisa, thank you for being on with us, for sure. Say hi to Bill, and and enjoy the rest of your your time off. It's well-earned. Safe travels back. Thank you, y'all too. Thank you so much. All right, bye bye. Yeah, sure enough, that's Lisa Bright, uh, the executive director of the Will Bright Foundation, uh, councilwoman for the city of Trustville. She and and on the art commission, she is a woman of many hats, and she wears them well.